Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! joining you on a Tuesday morning. We could not be more pleased to be with you here on this podcast. We thank you for listening. However, you listen to podcasts at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting podcasts from, we appreciate you guys listening to us, especially the servicemen and women who are out there listening across the globe taking care of us right now. Hopefully you guys are planning your trip home for the holidays. Again, you let them know you have an executive order from the general that says you are free to come home this holiday. Be in Starkville for the Egg Bowl and watch your Bulldogs uh, take on the Rebels. They're the Rebels. They're an insurgent army. You are needed at home. That's right. right. Looking forward to seeing several of... of, uh Friends and things that have been in service that are now back. Yeah, you're talking in, about that. In the yeah. mainland. That's so, great. That's great to hear. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. All right, I want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They are, as always, talking about taking care of you. Joel T. Coleman is taken care of by Strange Brew Coffee House. I got every, taken care of today by every day. Uh, uh, did you get your brew at four? Yes, today? my brew at four. Thank you. I, I had did a. You, did you get the name? I had a brain fart. You got to get the me. names. Huh? I, I, I did get a name. Okay, who is it? Who it was James Craig. Well, thank you, James Craig. Yes, he, I sent him a tweet thanking him for such as I cashed it in. It was it was great. Simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was literally taking a sip of the blueberry cobbler coffee that he had bought me mm-hmm. as I tweeted to him. Thank mm-hmm. you for the there you go. blueberry cobbler. So. There you go. Good stuff. Thank Good stuff. you, James. Well, they'll take care of you as well at Strange Brew and at Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This holiday season, if you want to keep make your desserts easy, just get you a Strange Brew, I'm sorry, a Churn and Spoon Ice Cream Cake. Make it easy, you know. Talking about pick it up, put it in the freezer, Thanksgiving Day, it's there. It's ready to go. And if you ever want your name uh, mentioned on Thunder and Lightning, all you have to do is go brew it forward to me. and le- <laughs> le- Make sure you leave your name on the brew it forward so I know who left it. Because some people have done it before. Yes, it's a only, lo- a it's lot only of- $7 to have your name <laughs> mentioned on the show. Hey, guys, if you just give me $7 cash, I'll mention your name on the show. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people have done it anonymously, so I can't really yeah. give you credit. No, you're right. But James actually put his name on it, so I know who to thank. Uh, so yeah, if you ever want to mention on Thunder and Lightning, uh, all you gotta do is buy me a free coffee. Be glad to. There you go. And James right. really did enjoy that today. No, no, no lies. Good stuff. Powered right. me through my couple of stories I wrote today. All right. We're not going to talk about Joe Moorhead's podcast or his, uh, press conference today. You don't want to know why? Cause he didn't talk about Ole Miss. He talked about, <laughs> he talked about Abilene Christian. I don't. Talk, I, I, we're not I talking kinda, about that. I, I kind of asked him about Ole Miss. As did, did David. David Murray. Uh, well, no, no. You tried to get some questions in there about Ole Miss, but he wasn't having any of that. Well, buddy, I'm not having any of Abilene Christian. I'm not. I'm not. I looked up. They do have a beat writer. We're not talking to him though. So we'll talk about Joe Moorhead and the Egg Bowl and some other things in just a minute. But we, let's start with basketball. Uh, MSU going to four zero. This was on Sunday afternoon at the Humphrey Coliseum. Bulldogs take down uh, New Orleans, eighty two fifty nine. Privateers. Privateers. That's correct. Yeah. UNO used to be like a actual like decent sports university, and I, now according to Ben Howland, now let's preface this. Every, in Ben Howland's in Ben Howland's world, every team state plays a it's twenty going to plus win twenty win games, yes. and they're they're going to probably challenge for the NCAA. He did say that they had been predicted to win the Southland Conference that they play in. Or, I don't know if it's a Southland or not, but he was. They said that he said they were predicted to win their conference over Sam Houston State, who State beat uh, earlier last week. Um, Robert Woodard was the man of the let me do a little, little promo here, a little man of the hour, man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Robert Woodard. It's nice. Uh, Twenty-one. Listen to this line: twenty-one points, sixteen boards, four assists, three steals, and two blocks. 
that's a pretty complete night. As Ben Hallen said, the only thing he didn't do was sell popcorn and soda at that point. Um, Reggie Perry, uh, 14, and I think he had nine, so he was one rebound shy of the double-double. Keyshawn Fazell, nine points and five rebounds. State's front court really came to play. A second straight game for Tyson Carter, not playing particularly well. And it's interesting because after the first two games, everybody was saying, oh, well, what, what are the, what's State going to do if Tyson Carter doesn't show up? Here you go. The front court has carried them these last couple of games. Uh, and Perry and Woodard, early in the, in the season, look like the goods. They look like they are going to deliver on their freshman hype. Yeah. I think that uh, when, when we were kind of previewing the season, I said I thought Robert Woodard had that breakout star potential in him. And, man, did he look like it on Sunday. Um, I don't know but what. It's going to be tough to upstage Reggie Perry, I think, because I think he's going to have a double-double most nights, <laughs> as good as he is. But I don't know. I think Robert Woodard could could step in there and, and, and be all SEC caliber by the end of the season. Is that too much no, of a stretch? No, I don't think that's too much to ask. Now, you know, there's so many talented guys in the SEC this year, yeah. and, and playing at the three, you know, it, it's going to be difficult. But... A few more nights like that, you don't have to do that every night, and nobody would expect you to. But a few more nights like that, and you're going to be in that conversation. Um, I think you know, State has found a way to turn a negative into a positive, by the way. I think that the, the suspension of Nick Weatherspoon is helping Mississippi State right now. Because you're seeing DJ Stewart and Iverson Molinar get a lot of minutes, and that is going to be very helpful, especially for Molinar, the true freshman, who you know he had a, 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 not a great opening night. But since then, has been very solid. Back-to-back games in double figures. Uh, looks like he's in command out there. DJ Stewart, I'm very impressed by him in the early going. Offensively and defensively. Yeah, he's... defensively, this team is good. Mm-hmm. They're good uh, because they're so, they're long. They're so athletic. I mean, they don't have a guy that they can't that you, that you feel like is a, is in a mismatch defensively from an athletic standpoint. And you and you're going to have when Witherspoon comes back, you're going to have three guys that from an athletic standpoint can match up with anybody in the country. And then Adu, obviously not showing you a whole ton on the stat line, but he controls the middle. He controls the paint. Nobody's going in there looking to take him on. And I like this. I like the makeup of this team. That's It's early, and you never know. And they could go out to this tournament this weekend in Myrtle Beach and, and get pushed around a little bit. You know, they got tougher competition. Tulane is a team. Ron Hunter is their coach, veteran coach, been in the tournament many times. According to, to Ben Hallen, he runs not one defense, he runs a bunch of zone defenses, and he'll change it up from possession to possession. So that's going to be something, a new look for State. And then if they win that game, they're probably taking on Villanova. So those are tough games coming up. And if State plays well and can get some wins in this tournament, it sets them up very nicely for when these net rankings start happening. But I like the early look of this team. I know that the Sam Houston State game was not great. You know, you don't want to have to come from behind like that, especially against a a, a low mid major team. But they did it; they were able to come all the way back. Uh, and at the end of the year, whenever everybody's looking at resumes and net rankings and everything, it's not did you have to come back to beat Sam Houston State? It's you got a W. That's all that matters, right? And especially if Sam Houston State does, you know, goes out like Fix Schaefer says and wins twenty plus games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of there's some issues. They're turning the ball over too much. 18 turnovers a game. The free throw shooting has not been good. They're at about 55, 60%. That, that needs to come up a lot. That needs to be around 
maybe you know sixty between sixty five and seventy percent. Um, you know the three point shooting hasn't been great, which last year would have been a huge issue, or right, two years ago would have meant losses. But this team has finally figured out that when it's not falling, let me get to the rim. And they've got that's the other thing. You know, we talked about their athleticism on defense. It translates to offense too. They have in their starting lineup, they have four guys who can get to the rim. Molinar, Carter, Perry, and Woodard can all get to the rim. They can all create their own shots. So can DJ Stewart. And Fizel can do it a little bit. And then when Nick Weatherspoon comes back, that's another guy who can do it all the time. So this team is going to be tough to defend. Who, who, by the way, as much as we're praising State's defense, their best defender is not playing. playing. Is not playing. And it's only, I mean, but right now he's only six games away, you know, not, not far off. This team, this team, you know, think I think his first game is in Jackson. Schedule would be in Jackson. In Jackson, twenty second, New Mexico December. State. Yeah, yeah. This this team right now, their their biggest problems are all self inflicted turnovers, and and free throw shooting. They figure one of those out. They're going to be really good. If they figure them both out, they'll have an opportunity to be a a tur- a team that can make a bit of a run in the NCAA tournament. Are they a national championship team? No, no. But could they get to the second weekend? They could. With the makeup they have, but they, they they do need to fix the turnovers. They do need to fix the uh, the free throw shooting, and they need to fix you know the the start wasn't especially slow. I don't think they ever trailed against New Orleans, but there were you know it took them a while to get that lead out to double digits and keep it out there. So there's still a work in progress, but I think you're seeing a lot of positives from this team right now. I think you should feel pretty good. I think you should feel pretty good about the future too because Molinar, Stewart, Woodard. Next year, that's a that's a solid core you'll be bringing back, and then you know he's he was able to these last two games to get minutes for Devin Butts, Elias King, and Quentin Post, guys you you know who will be at worst role players next season. So I, I like the makeup of this team right now, but they, they got they do have some work to do. It's, it's nothing nothing set in stone for them yet. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that there's much really to complain about at this point, and Lord knows uh, sometimes. State fans want to complain. A yeah, that, uh, <laughs> been known to do yeah, that. I, I don't think that there's much. Um, I mean, yeah, you, like you did, and, and we just did a little bit. I mean, you can pick some nits a little bit, but look, you're four and zero. You're playing good defense. Your young guys are progressing. Uh, Perry looks like a dominant force. Woodard looks maybe even better than expected, and he was already expected to look pretty good. And yeah, and it's a team that you would expect would get better and better, especially if they're Nick in the mix. I think it's okay, folks, to get excited about Mississippi State basketball right now. Um, it, it, it's it's okay to buy in right now. Yeah, uh, I, feel, I, I feel like I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. and, and to me, for whatever reason, maybe it's because they went to the tournament last year, and so you you might elevate expectations a little bit this year. It so far has just been a a little more fun to watch them. Uh, and I know that that Sam Houston State game got a little squirrely, but I don't know. You go into every game kind of feeling like, yeah, they should win this. And that's, I don't know, that's a nice place to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I would encourage uh, – I'm not one that tells fans what to think, but if you're kind of on the fence like, oh, should I buy in, should I not? I mean, there's a lot to be excited about today right now, I yeah. think. I agree with you 100%. We'll see what uh, see where that takes us in the next – you know, like after this weekend, I think you have a really – you'll have a good feel for what this team is. If they're two and one, they look at they lose to Villanova, but they're two and one. You should feel really good about where they are as the team. Yeah, I would. Agree, I think. Anyway. You see, on Monday night, Kentucky about got beat again. About lost again. The, the Florida lost on Sunday. I don't know if you saw that or not. They lost two. They've lost two games. Kind of seems like maybe wide open. 
you know, a friend of mine, you know, was talking about it, so thinking that it's gonna, it might hurt state because the conference might be weak this year. But I said it might help state because they, they might, might be able to jump top. up into the top of the conference. You know, I, I don't think anybody is unbeatable in this conference this year. Now Kentucky's going to figure it out eventually. Yeah, they start, always start do. Rolling. Tennessee and Auburn are both very good. They look like they, even though they had some big losses, they are they are you know they've reloaded more than they rebuilt. Uh, Ole Miss is going to be good. Florida is going to be good. You know, though, they're in a team that you just look at right now no. and think they scare you. There, there, there's Tennessee last year scared. Te- yeah, you just you play Tennessee you're and like, you just thought, that's, that's a loss. That. You're going to lose that game. Yeah. There's not a team right now that you just think that – there's no team right now that I'm willing to just take the schedule out and put the word put the letter L by it. I'm not willing to do that with any game. You know, Obviously, at Florida, at Kentucky is going to be tough, but not, not undoable. Yeah, especially for a good veteran team like State has. So, and they may win them all. Can't win them all if you don't win the first four. They have done that. A very wise man once said something like that. He was he was right. All right, everybody, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, Joel. All right, we're gonna talk about the egg bowl here. Let's do this. I'm gonna give you a number. Are you ready for it? Sure. Are you sure? I'm I'm yeah. sitting here. Five and twenty-five. You know what that is? Ron Gant and Andrew Jones. True. But do you know what that is? The record of I I, I don't know. No way. That is the combined record of the three FBS teams Ole Miss has beaten this year. They have beaten Vanderbilt, who is two and eight. They have beaten Arkansas, who is two and eight, and they have beaten New Mexico State, which picked up its first win of the season last week, a thrilling game over Incarnate Word, which, you know, the fighting Joel Coleman's, I don't know what their mascot is. But I like the word. I, I like the incarnate word, but I'm just saying. I don't know how they are as a football team. And they have a win over an FCS team who they think they I think they beat by eleven. And yet to hear people talk, you would think Ole Miss is steamrolling in here with like their 1959 team that finished number two in the country. <laughs> I mean, the number of MSU fans who don't only you can, thinking Ole Miss is going to win is fine. Ole Miss is a pretty good football team. Or no, I'm sorry, Ole Miss is a bad football team. State is a bad football team. Two bad football teams are going at it. Sure. I can buy into the idea that, that Ole Miss is going to win. But the number of MSU fans who are convinced it's not only going to be a loss, but a rout is unsettling to me. Who has Ole Miss beaten? The answer to that question is no one. They have beaten the two teams in the SEC that are clearly the worst two teams in the SEC. They have beaten one of the worst overall teams in FBS, and they have beat a mid-tier FCS team. And yeah, they've put up big numbers in losses. When you know, every, every, I, I, I agree that it's frustrating that state can't get garbage time points. I, I get that, and, and and it doesn't bode well. But at the same time, Ole Miss is piling up all these yards down. I think forty-one to ten to Alabama, down thirty-one to seven. To and yeah, Ole Miss got back in the game against LSU. I, I'm not going to doubt that for one second. But if you're going to tell me that that LSU hadn't switched off and had to suddenly switch it back on, well, I'm not going to believe that because I watched the game. 
and I, and I saw what happened. And that it reminded me a lot. Do you remember uh, Jackie's last year when the state played Oregon? Were you at that game? Oh. Uh, three. Here? Yeah. If it was here, I was here. So in that game, Oregon got out to a big lead. State sort of climbed back into it. And then Oregon immediately scored a couple touchdowns and put it away. And it was basically like they, they coasted, they coasted until they didn't, they couldn't coast anymore, and then they just turned it back on and immediately went down the field. That's what LSU did. They coasted and they coasted, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, we might need to turn it back on for a second. And all of a sudden then they've got 58 points on the board. Yeah. Well, what's happened here, what Ole Miss has that State doesn't mm-hmm. is the ability to, to polish a turd a little bit. They, they, they have come out. And in a couple of games... I'm laughing because you're not wrong. They, they, they've made they them, may have the shiniest turd I've ever seen. They, they've made them. They, they've made their turd stink a little less. Yeah. State's turd is just what it is. State's has been... It's kind of like the guy from... Did you see the thing I tweeted the other day, the news story, where a guy walked in the Home Depot bathroom and said, y'all get out, I'm going to blow it up. Oh. And, and they arrested him? Y- y- well, yeah, because they thought it was a bomb threat. And no, he was he like, was, no, I just had to go. I had to go. And yeah. so he no charges were pressed. Yes. Uh, well, but anyway, you, you need to go back and find that video because it's a news story and the anchors just lose it. I, I will find it. They that. just absolutely but lose it. But yeah, you're right. But, Ole, Miss but, has, has, Ole Miss has given you McDonald's and convinced you it's Beef Wellington. <laughs> All right? It's McDonald's, guys. They're not any good. Now. Ole Miss fans are listening right now, and they're that, that little vein. Yeah, it's throbbing. Guys, State's not any good either. <laughs> All right? We got a game here between two teams that aren't any good. And yes, Ole Miss, your turds have been shinier, as we pointed out. Congrats. Congrats on that. And, and I think that's, that's the problem, though, because State fans look at it and see that, oh my goodness, Ole Miss competed with Auburn. Oh my goodness, Ole now Miss the, got the, back the in Auburn the, game, the Auburn game. They were in it. Towards yeah. the end. And but at the same time, Auburn rolled up 500 yards of offense. Auburn is terrible offensively. Again, Ole Miss fans, I know what Auburn did to State. But Auburn's not good offensively. They just couldn't, for whatever reason that night, Ole Miss in the red zone was really good. They were able, and, and, and there were some turnovers. That's it. You know, State has four wins. Three of them are against teams that are going to bowls. And you say what you want about Louisiana and, and, and Southern Mississippi and the quality of bowls they'll go to. They're going to bowls. You know, and and I I would say this, and I'll give Ole Miss this. I think if Plumlee had started the whole season, they probably would have beaten Memphis. They probably would have beaten Cal, but he didn't, and they didn't. And at the end of the day, when State has had the full complement on defense, they've been good. I think the, the the number of those three games is like 340 yards a game, which is top 30. Which, by the way, if we go back to the preseason media poll, that was my question, right? Will they be top 20 again? And most of everybody said, no, we'll probably have top, top 30. And I think, I feel pretty confident that they'd be close to that if Willie Gailey, Audrey Marcus, Murphy, and the rest had played the entire season. What were the three? Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee and Arkansas. And Arkansas. Yeah. That's right. And say what you want. I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee are going to bowls. So, I, I say Tennessee's going to a bowl. They, got, they do have to beat Missouri, but they probably are. Let me ask you this. And, and this is getting off of Egg Bowl a little bit, but not really. Yeah. If Ole Miss comes in here and wins, mm-hmm. um, at that juncture, State, even playing the suspended players, mm-hmm. would be 2-2 two and two with the suspended players. Right. Can Joe no longer use that as an excuse? Yes. Even when you had them, they, right. you were 500? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. But if you win and you're 3-1, and one, yeah, then, you it's, say, then it's more of an this excuse. This is what would have been. We would have won. At le- we would have beaten Kansas State. 
We would if we had had the continuity, we would have beaten Tennessee. And I, I'm not willing to totally concede Texas A&M if you'd had the full defense. I'm not. So I'll give yeah. it to him. I'll okay. give it to Joe at that point. I'll be willing to concede and say, you know what? Get your net, get your your third year, and I'll I'll see what happens. But if you lose, you're right. You, you can't say that's an excuse because not only did you lose twice, but you lost to the, Tennessee and Ole Miss. You lost to two of the. You know, you played three really bad teams and lost to two of them. Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss. Say it with me, State fans. Ole Miss is bad. State is also bad. So two bad. So what do we got here? So what do we have? Who's got home field? State. State. Who's the better coach? It's really a coin flip, and which is a sad thing, but it, I mean, it really is. I, there's not a whole. There's not a whole lot of difference. We were talking about this before the uh, the show, and talk about the difference in perception between state fans and Ole Miss fans. Ole Miss fans want to run off Matt Luke. They're tired. They, it's just not going anywhere for them, right? And I look at Matt Luke and I think that program could have easily won six games in the last three years. They had nothing to compete for. He kept the boat afloat. What do you want from this man? You've just been through six years of NCAA hell. What do you want? I mean, I, granted, they probably could have won another game or two. They probably should be going to a bowl game. But you just don't have a whole lot of margin for error. I hate to use the, the margin for error thing again. You know, single-mindedness of purpose. But they didn't have a whole ton of margin for error. And yet, they had, you know, if, 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 a, if a call goes their way against Cal... They're going to a bowl game. If a call goes their way against, you know, if they don't turn it over a couple times against Memphis, they have more ifs and buts, or at least as many as State does. Yeah. Well, and against Auburn, they had the ball with a minute left. They complete a long pass, but it gets called back yeah. for a hold. And I know that, you know, most what Ole Miss do, fans... What do Ole Miss fans want? Well, and they won't give them credit, but if, State, if they come in here and beat State, at 5-7, and seven, their APR, they, they may they're be probably going to a bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where Ole Miss would be without Matt Luke, to be honest with you, because they were at the cusp of of just being obliterated yeah. and and driven into the dirt. And I he's for, at the very least, I don't want to say he's kept them kept them relevant, maybe relevant's not the right That's word. That's not the right word, but he's kept them afloat. Yeah. I I, I don't know who could have stepped in there I'm and to done this game here. Done anything better than what he's done. They lost when they lost to Arkansas. In 2017, remember that game? They were up, I think, 37 to 14 or something. Arkansas comes all the way back. I remember thinking, okay, this is where they're just going to tap out. And they're going to finish the season. At that point, they had won three games. They're going to finish the year three and nine. And that's going to be that. And instead, they beat Kentucky on the road. And then they, they beat Lafayette, who was not you know terrible that year. They lost a close one with A&M. And they came to state and won. Now I know what you're all thinking that happened in that egg bowl, and that's fine. But they won the game when they could have just as easily after that Arkansas game just said the hell with this. And then the next year, you know, five and seven, they lose a close game uh, to Vanderbilt. They lose a close game to South Carolina. They're cl- they're close. I-, I don't get what Ole Miss fans expect expect. After what happened to them in the NCAA with the NCAA, I don't I don't understand how they expect to just flip the switch and be right back to winning 10, 12 games a year. Yeah, and and how now if he comes out, if he finishes this year four and eight, yeah, 
And then next year, he's like and we look four and eight, schedule. five and seven. Then it's you a tough. fire him, you move then on. Then you fire him. But I've, if they go five and seven but, this year, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they wanted. You know? He'll have three conference wins. They played a tough non-conference schedule. Memphis and Cal are bowl teams. You know? If they had played, instead of Cal, if they had played, I don't know, South Alabama, they're probably six and six. And I don't, I don't know how well he's recruiting to speak to that. So yeah. I mean, you got to factor that in. Or maybe, maybe Cal, Cal's probably not the best. You have to have the Power Five. But if they had played somebody other than Memphis, has he is, is Ole Miss right around the state's level yes. of recruiting? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's yeah. They're 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 recruiting. He got two five. He got Jerry Ely last year. Yeah. He, look at their freshmen. Their freshmen are impressive. Yeah, Plumley. Plumley. <laughs> yeah, Mingo sure. looks really good. Uh, they, they've got some talent there. But I say all that to say this: there's no reason. Look. Could Ole Miss win? Absolutely. Is that a four-outcome game? 100% it is. But don't for one second sit here and think that they're just going to come in here and blow State's doors off. When State could just as easily when blow State theirs is, off. Well, never mind. That, just because of what you've seen so far this year. Yeah, they had a huge game against Alabama, or against, against LSU offensively, once the game was out of control. And and more power to them you know, for being able to do that. And I don't think anything away from Plumlee. That kid's a hell of a, of a runner. He 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 reminds me of Fitzgerald in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he's breakaway speed, great running quarterback. If he could develop any kind of arm, any kind, and I think that's going to be trouble for them because he's going to play baseball, and he he needs the spring. He really needs it. Um, but don't sit there and tell me that just because you know this is a four and seven football team, people are acting like they're coming in here eleven or no. People are more scared of Ole Miss than they were of Alabama and LSU. Don't be that way. Well, that's because they can stomach losses to Alabama. I mean, I get year. that, but they think the games are going to be worse. You know, they think Luke's going to come in here and put their foot on, his foot on the throat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, again, I'm not making my prediction right now, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it's some sort of foregone conclusion that Ole Miss, this, a 4-7 and seven Ole Miss team that has beaten an FCS school and three other schools with five wins between them, is just going to come in here and win. I mean, I'll make a prediction because I've been saying it for a month now. Mm-hmm. I think State wins the Egg Bowl. I just, I, I think they do. Um, yeah. At home. And I just, I, I really do think that State has the most talent of the two teams. And when you got guys like Kylan that, that grew up in this state and all the guys that this means a lot to, I just I feel like they're gonna they're gonna be ready for this. I game. feel like that, that. And when State is ready to play, I mean Willie Gay's gonna be out there. Leo Lewis is gonna be out. Guys that this thing means a ton to. Yeah. Are gonna be out there, and and we've seen this year, uh, when, when the team is motivated and they come out ready to go, mm-hmm. they can punch you in the mouth a little bit. There's been some yeah. games this year where they look charm and soft. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there have been games this year, too, they've looked really where good. they've come out ready to yeah. punch you in the mouth. Don't, and I, I would be floored if State doesn't come out on Thanksgiving night ready you know, ready to swing. Don't 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 concede this game. Don't concede this game. Don't do it. All right? Don't don't be one of those people. All right? I, again, State could lose. They, they could lose. They might lose. They, Ole Miss could be favored. I won't be totally shocked if Ole Miss is like a one-point favorite, two-point favorite in this game. But don't concede this game. People are acting like Alabama's coming back. That's not happening. Just just take a deep breath, all right? This is a team that State beat 35-3 to last season. They can still run the football. It's going to be okay. All right, let's, that, that's, that's today's lesson. <laughs> all right? The word of the Lord. This all is right. a fun show. 
It was. We got a lot more of these this you know, next few days. All right. SEC, something that's not fun. Well, first of all, something that is fun. Oh, that's right. The show's not over. Something that is fun is shopping at College Corner. Check them out at one of their two locations uh, in the Capital City area. You can go by their location in Ridgeland over by Fleet Feet or over to Flowood by the Half Shell and get the largest and best selection of MSU merchandise available. And, of course, you can also shop online at collegecornerstore.com, and they will take care of you there. Not only do they have great logo wear, but they have all the stuff you need to make your tailgate the best, to make your house a welcoming haven for the maroon and white, and get you want to do your holiday shopping with them, of course, to, uh, to get the Bulldog fan in your life what they want for this Christmas. Put the best gifts under the tree. They come from College Corner. What's not fun is being down six games in a pick'em. No, what 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 the pick'em contest has now turned into is like I know you hate the Dodgers, but when they clinch the when they clinch like in the middle of August and they say so they had to play a month and a half of meaningless baseball. The only difference is I'm still going to win at the end. And the end at the end of this, when we finish, my hand will be raised. <laughs> I will not be like the Los Angeles Dodgers watching someone else celebrate. All right, you've motivated me. Hey, Dad, the, right. dang, the, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. You're over there talking your crap. Let's do it. Let's let mir- let's make miracles happen. Yeah, you talk about your Psalms. You talk about your John 3.16. Hey, Dad, 3.16 says I just outpicked your... Yeah, never mind. Here we go. Should we even do the FCS ones? No. All right, so we'll just, we'll, you know, Bama over Western Carolina, Auburn over Samford. Kentucky over UT Martin, Vanderbilt over East Tennessee. I don't even know what East Tennessee. What's East Tennessee's record? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a look here. And I only say that because I've got to, I got to dig deep to do this. So they are, they are ninth in the Southern Conference. I will not go with East Tennessee. I hold on. I just wonder what their record is at this point now. They're two and eight yeah, in FCS. Not, 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 not going that route. They just lost an overtime game to Western Carolina. So, uh... All right, that's it. Here we go. Texas A&M between the hedges at Georgia. Georgia knows if they win out, they will play for the uh, national. They will play in the college football player for the national title. They, that's all they have to do is keep winning. Uh, defensively, I don't know if you're aware of this. Georgia's not given up a rushing touchdown this year, not one. And they played some good running teams. Didn't State do that last year? Or that was at home, wasn't it? They yeah. didn't go up a rushing touchdown at right. home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. One, One, two, two three. A and M. Come on, this is this is just. Sad. That's what I have to do, it's just man. Sad. That, just, there's at least a chance is, that A and M could win the game. Me, it makes me sad. So if there's a chance that the underdog could win, yeah. I have to take them. Well, I'll tell you what. Then let's go to this next game, Arkansas at LSU, huh? Let's see what you got. No, I'm not going with the underdog. Huh? Number one, LSU. You know what the spread on this game is? Forty-three, wasn't 46. it? Forty-six. Oh, it's jumped. I, I that's saw what, one that's that what was opened. It opened at forty-six. It, oh, may, it, it may have 46. come down. Okay, I, I it is the largest it. spread in an SEC game since nineteen seventy-eight. Oh. I have no idea what that seventy-eight game is. It had to be Alabama against State or something. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe Vanderbilt. I have only had a device, right? Looking at Alabama's seventy-eight schedule. <laughs> Jay Howell, man, that guy takes care of me on these things. Uh, they played Vanderbilt that year. That's probably what it was, and they didn't cover. Um, State, Mississippi State. They beat State by 21. Uh, LSU? Yeah, I'm going okay. to LSU. I'm not. All right. Only other game we might have to do some issues on. Tennessee is at Missouri. Here's what Missouri is. Tell me if you disagree. They were in, They were poised to win the East, or at least, you know, get an asterisk there. 
when they beat Ole Miss. Well, right now, I think they can still go to the postseason, right? Because they have not – that appeal or whatever is still kind of looming. So, I think I they can go, right? right? I, I think you're right. But they were 5 – I think that, yeah, they were 5-1 and one when they beat Ole Miss. Since then, they have lost to Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Georgia, and Florida – and now they have they have to finish the year with Missouri and Arkansas. And they're they're going to go to a bowl because they finished with Arkansas. They'll finish six and six at worst. Could they just drop the appeal and just not go to a bowl and just be done with everything? I would if I were them. Yeah, I, I think just, I would too. I mean, I, I guess you want to go to a bowl at six and six. Yeah. Kelly Bryant, you like? I don't know, man. Where than I? It wasn't Auburn one of his options. Maybe that's where he should have gone. Uh, Tennessee, on the other hand. Starting off 0-2 has put themselves in a position where if they win their last two games, they're going to a bowl. So, there we are. One. Can I – Can I? let me ask a question. Yeah, sure. It's a rules question. Yeah, sure, sure. Can I just ask you who you're picking and pick the other one? You can. But that's, that's – Or is that against the rules? I mean, we've been, people have been asking us to, like, do this simultaneous. I, I, don't, I don't even know anymore. I'll tell you what, though. Because I am a generous winner. I will allow this. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Okay. I'll go with Missouri then. So you're going to take Missouri. Just trying uh, try, trying to gain something here. Down six. I got to just kick, scratch, and claw. I mean, I want to look ahead to the next weekend and, and see, like, what feasibly could happen. Clemson's not losing to South Carolina. No. Georgia's not losing to Georgia Tech. Louisville, Kentucky is a toss-up. Yeah. The Iron Bowl is a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Vandy, Tennessee, I think Tennessee is locked in there. A&M and LSU isn't a toss-up, but A&M could, could find a way. Is that in Baton Rouge? It's in Baton Rouge. Seems unlikely. Yeah, it seems very unlikely. But, then, but yeah, I mean, if A&M beats LSU, it's not like, you know. Could Florida State find a way to beat Florida? It would sure as heck be funny. It would. Be, I would laugh sort of hard at that. So, Let's say you get both games this week, right? Before back. Before back. If if we went, if we split with Louisville, Kentucky, the Iron Bowl, Texas A and M, LSU, and Florida, Florida State, and you hit all four, if you got the same thing I got a couple weeks ago, tie game, we would be tied. I don't. I think all of that is extremely unlikely, yeah. but that's probably the route that. That's probably my only path to glory here. I mean, that, that, that's how it's going, it's going to go, because I don't think you're going to take Arkansas right against Missouri. No, no, no. Okay. Well, there you go, then. There it is. All right. Tomorrow's show. So, basically, if I lose either one of those this week, it's done. All right. Let's talk about the rumblings for this these next two weeks for the Egg Bowl. Guys, you guys know who we are and what we, what we are. Right? <laughs> but we cannot – we are not going to come on the show and talk about – and just sit here and just dog Ole Miss, all right? You got a legitimate question? Sure. Be happy to answer it. But it's like, Ole Miss sucks, right? Huh? I'm not – no. It's not gonna happen. All right, I can't. Yeah, I think at my job, I might, I might take some heat for that. I don't know about Joel, but my job, I might take a little heat, and I'm not interested in that. So let's let's be smart about what we ask. But that said, anything else you want to ask, or any other topic you want? Well, to, to be fair, with? they could ask whatever they want to ask. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't have to answer it. <laughs> if you want your question answered, you yeah. better not ask it that like that. Yeah, just probably, just but. be smart about it. You know, so. All right, guys, have a great uh, Tuesday, and Joel and I will be back with you on Wednesday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi Media Production.